Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today is a most amazing story, and it's really something which can bring the Geula. Seriously. Mashiach and Geula. Now, we know that there was a plague during the days of the Omer. I think most people listening to this know, but if not, I'll tell you. There was a terrible plague that broke out among the students of Rabbi Akiva. 2,000 years ago, almost, Rabbi Akiva was a great, great teacher, a sage, outstanding sage among the Jewish people, one of the most outstanding. Most of the decisions of the Talmud go according to Rabbi Akiva. And he had 24,000 students. The truth is, there's a lot of stories about Rabbi Akiva, because until he was about 40 years old, he couldn't even read Aleph base, but he kept trying and trying and trying, which is really another story for another time. But he eventually became a tremendous Talmud Chacham, a tremendous tzaddik and sage. He had 24,000 students. And the main thing that he taught them was, Love your fellow Jews yourself. This is a great principle in the Torah. This is a great general rule in the Torah. This was the main thing he taught. Of course, he taught many other things too. But this was the main thing. Believe it or not, after Rabbi Akiva passed away, his students stopped respecting each other. Why? Because they each felt that the other one did not really understand Rabbi Akiva's teachings. And, therefore, they were not telling the truth. They were not telling accurately the teachings of Rabbi Akiva. And, therefore, they could not respect their fellow students. And, therefore, there was not shalom between them. And, as a result, there was arguments, and there was disrespect. And, as a result of all this terrible activity... A plague broke out, a terrible illness of some kind that actually, unfortunately, Lo'olenu killed 24,000 of Rabbi Kiva's students. On Lag Omer, the plague stopped. And that's one of the reasons why we celebrate Lag Omer. The other one, of course, is at the Rajabi's yard site, which is another beautiful story. But this is one reason, because Rabbi Akiva's students stopped. In fact, that's why during the time of the dying of Rabbi Akiva's students, there's different opinions about what exactly happened. We don't have marriages during that time. We don't listen to music during that time. And other indications of being in a state of availus, of, of mourning, because of these 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva's who died. Now, isn't it so strange that Rabbi Akiva's main teaching was love your fellow Jew as yourself, this is a great principle in the Torah, and his own students, who were his students, that means they really learned well what he taught them, and yet they could not respect one another. And of course, one of the explanations is because each student was so serious 
and sincere about being Rabbi Akiva's student, and they each tried so hard to understand what Rabbi Akiva really meant and his perspective, the way he looked at things. And they tried so hard when they saw that somebody else had a different way of understanding it, they thought this person's wrong. How can I respect him? He's supposed to be a student of Rabbi Akiva. Look, he's got it all wrong. Okay, fine. And that's the explanation. It's a beautiful explanation which the Rebbe gives. The Rebbe leaves for us to figure out how shall we make sure that doesn't happen to us? Today there's many, many wonderful from Yidden, and there's many, many wonderful Yidden who are not yet from, and everybody has a different opinion about how things should be done, how to serve Hashem better. And we have lots of different opinions and lots of different ways of doing it. And as a result, sometimes there are arguments. And one person says, how could you possibly say that? That's not what Hashem means. Or that's not what our Rebbe taught us. Or that's not what my Rebbe taught me. Okay. So now, let's get down to the solution to the problem. What happens when two people, two Jewish people, they have a big argument and they cannot agree about whatever it is, whatever it is, whether it's something in Torah or it's something just in Midos or it's something in business or it's something on the ball field or it's something in the, in the store, uh, anything. What do we do when we can't agree? And sometimes when we disagree, it leads to an argument. And this argument leads to people not liking each other. And this leads to people maybe even hating each other, chas v'shalom. And that's why we're in Gullis. That's one of the main reasons why we are still in Gullis and the base of Mictus has not been rebuilt, because people have hatred for no reason. But sometimes the hatred starts with disagreement, different ways of looking at things. And that's really most probably the underlying reason for all the disagreements and all the hatreds. That people have different ways of looking at things. Okay, so how do we solve the problem? Well, there's actually a very simple way that is very effective, works very well, and I'm sure it's based on the Torah, but I happen to have seen it written, Lahavdil, in a book by someone named Stephen Covey, and the name of that book was, I think... First Things First. I think that was the name of this book. It's not a Torah book, but I'm sure that this principle is based on the Torah, and we can certainly use the wisdom of the nations as long as we remember that it is not Torah. It's the wisdom of the nations, and we have to have it serve the Torah, not the other way around. So here is the way it works. Let's say... I am having an argument with someone named Yossi. And me and him are having a big argument, and it's just not going to get solved. I'm going to keep saying what I'm saying, because that's how it looks to me. And he's going to keep saying what he's saying, because that's how it looks to him. And I'm going to say my part, and he's going to say his part, back and forth, back and forth. And we just get aggravated with each other, and we start screaming at each other. So here's how we break the cycle. I say to Yassi, okay, Yassi, tell me, 
How do you feel about this particular thing? Tell me your perspective. Tell me, tell me what, what you think about this particular situation that we're arguing over. Yes, he says, okay. And he tells me, this is what I think. This is what I think. This is what I think. And I say, okay. Now, let me make sure, Yossi, that I really understand what you're saying. So already, Yossi probably calms down because now, I'm, not only did I listen to him, but I'm now trying to make sure that I understand what he said. And I repeat back to him what he said to me. I say, Yossi, what I understand is that you feel that, 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 this is what, how you look at it. Is that right? Is that is that what you think? So he says to me, that's pretty much it, but you forgot this part, and he corrects me. I say, okay, let, let me let, let me make sure I got that part. I say it over again. Justy, this is how I understand what you are tell, saying. This is your perspective. This is your way of looking at it. I repeat the whole thing, and maybe you have to re- correct me again, but eventually I got it. And I repeat it to him. I say, this is what you think, right? And he says, yes, that's exactly how I look at it. So I say, okay, Yossi, I understand what you're saying. Now, can I please explain to you how I look at it? And he says, okay. And he listens, or maybe at first he interrupts because he's so excited, and he's so emotional. I say, remember, Yossi, I listened to you all the way through and even repeated for you to make sure I understood it. Now, please listen to me. He says, okay. And finally, I explained to him my whole perspective, how I look at it. Okay. And he says, okay, I understand. I said, Yossi, please do me a favor. Repeat back to me how you understand that I look at it. He says, okay. And he starts to repeat back to me. And I have to correct him one or two times. And he does it over again or whatever. And finally says, yeah, now I understand. And he says the whole thing, exactly how I understand it. He says, yeah, I understand it. Okay. That's part two. So now I really understand how Yossi looks at it. And Yossi really understands how I look at it. And we check to make sure I repeated Yossi's perspective. Yossi repeated my perspective. And yeah, each of us really, really do understand how the other person looks at it. Okay. Then I say to him, Yossi, let's try, since I understand how you feel, and you understand how I feel, let's now try to work this out in such a way that it's not exactly what I want, and it's not exactly what you want. But maybe we could figure out something that will that will pretty much work for both of us. Let's, let's put our heads together. Let's think together this through. And let's see if we could arrive at a way of doing this thing that is okay for both of us. And we start to think about it. We start to talk about it. And since I really do understand how he feels about it, and not only do I understand, but I, I, I get it. I, I empathize. I, I can feel, I, I feel, I can feel for him how he, how he feels about it. And he also really understands my view, and he also can feel really how I feel about it. And so therefore, after a while, we are going to probably be able to come up with a new way of looking at this whole thing, 
a new way of dealing with this whole situation, which is really okay for him and okay for me and actually might even be better than the way I looked at it before. And probably it is, and probably better than the way he looked at it before. So there's two people working together. And as a matter of fact, this also explains to us a secret. And that is why when there's an argument between the Talmud Yerushalmi, the, the, the Gemara which was, which was written down in Yerushalayim, and the Talmud Bavli, that was written down in Babel, in Babylonia. Why is it that almost always, when they those two Talmuds argue, that the halacha is according to the Talmud Bavli, the, the, the Gamara that was written in Babel? The answer is because the Talmud Yerushalmi is pretty much just straight halacha. There's not too much discussion. And the Talmud Bavli, the Gemara that was written in Babylonia, is full of discussion and argument and debate. But because the Chachamim were arguing and debating L'Shem Shemayim in order to reach a deeper truth, that is exactly what they did. They reached the deeper truth of the Halacha than the Talmud Yerushalmi, than the Gemara that was written in Babylonia. And here also, together, once Yossi and I take the time to understand each other's perspective, and then we work together to find a deeper perspective, a deeper way of looking at it that's better than either one of ours, we are able to reach a deeper level of the truth, and we're able to therefore reach a real peace between us. And this is really a Geula way of behavior. It's really a way of doing things that is a Mashiach and Geuladik way that we don't just look at it with our way and he doesn't just look at it his way but we both work together to reach a deeper level of understanding. And this is how we can avoid having disrespect for each other that we can continue with the obvious Israel even for people that look at things completely differently than us, if we just will take the time to understand how they look at it, and they will take the time to look at how we look at it, and we work together to reach a deeper level of understanding, deeper than either one of our individual ways of doing it, then we will be many steps closer to Mashiach and Geula. And in this way, you and I can help bring Mashiach and Gula quicker every single time we have an argument with somebody, a disagreement. We take the time to work it through and understand the other person's perspective and reach a deeper level of understanding. I'm sure that many people listening to this podcast will be at a bonfire tonight celebrating Lagba Omer. I'm sure many people... Tomorrow will be at a parade celebrating Lag Bomer or some other event. And as the Rebbe said, the Rajbi is at every Lag Bomer parade. And I think that perhaps when people make another type 
of log bomber celebration, like a barbecue or a bonfire, but they have in mind that they are doing this for their honor of the Rajbi, the honor of Rabbi Akiva, and to bring Shalom, Abbas Yisrael, among Yidin, and to bring the Geula, and to bring Mashiach quicker, I think that perhaps we could say that the Rajbi is there too. Thank you so much for listening to Jewish Stories and more. It's up to us, it's up to you, and it's up to me, to bring Mashiach immediately by increasing in Torah, increasing in mitzvahs, increasing in learning about everything in Torah, and especially Mashiach and Geula, and increasing in wanting Mashiach to come right away, and begging Hashem to send Mashiach right away, and celebrating that we are close, very, very close to Mashiach, to be besimcha, as we know that the word yismach, the word Mashiach have the same letters. May it happen immediately. Thank you very much for joining us. Jewish stories and more.